The Dallas Stars are back in the win column. They get an emphatic 4-0 win over the Los Angeles Kings. And on today's episode, we'll talk about the importance of the response from the team and speculate on whether or not Tyler Sagan should stay at the top-line center spot, even when Rope Hintz comes back. All of this and much more on this Friday episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bing bong. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey. Coming to you on this Friday, January 20th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping in and making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you like daily Dallas Stars hockey content. You can also follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you may choose to listen. And I got to start off this episode by saying that I was wrong. I was skeptical of the Dallas Stars coming into this game against the Los Angeles Kings. Wednesday night was a disaster. The Stars give up five unanswered goals to the San Jose Sharks. They lose a game that they probably should have won, a game they should have gotten two points out of, but they you know, shoot themselves in the foot. They play a bad defensive game down the stretch. They played their best goalie, Jake Ottinger, in net that game. The the odds were stacked against them. It's been a road-heavy month of January for the Dallas Stars, and all signs were pointing to what seemed like an inevitable loss and maybe even an ugly loss at the hands of the well-rested Los Angeles Kings who hadn't played a game since last Saturday. But again, I was hoping that I would be wrong. I said that in the episode and the stars came out and they proved me very wrong not just kind of wrong very very wrong the team corrected their wrongs in this game they earned a hard-fought two points and they are now officially top of the western conference top of the central division the first and the first team in either of the western conference divisions to reach over 60 points this season And now they're heading back to Dallas for eight straight games at home. Some of those will be broken up with the all-star break. But nonetheless, the Stars have gotten through some of the toughest parts of the season. Just an onslaught of road games throughout the majority of the first half of the campaign. And now they're getting rewarded with some much-needed time at home in front of the Dallas Stars faithful at the American Airlines Center. And hopefully they'll be bringing some of this offense from the road with them because the team was buzzing from the get-go, especially the top line in this game against the Los Angeles Kings. They scored three of the Stars' four goals in this contest. Of course, shout-out to Essa Lindell, who gets a goal as well, and anytime Essa scores, we all win. Uh, Great to see him smile and great to see him get involved with the offense to the degree that he has been over the past few weeks. I think Essa Lindell is quietly having one of the best seasons On the entire roster, he always plays a stout and strong defensive game. And then whenever he's able to chip in on offense, that's just uh, some extra icing on top of the slice of cake that is Estelindel's contributions 
to this team. And of course, you have to give a, a ton of credit to Scott Wedgwood in this game. He was phenomenal, and he reminded all of us that he still has it. He, he still is capable of being that guy for this Dallas Stars team whenever he needs to be called upon, and he needed to be called upon in this game. Jake Ottinger uh, had obviously played a full game in San Jose the night before. Would not have been the best case to put him out uh, in this game against the Kings two nights in a row. He needs to get his rest, and he'll be getting his rest at the All-Star break as well, as neither him nor Rope Hintz or Miro Haskinen voted to the All-Star game, which is sad in some ways, but also I think good in a lot of other ways and that those guys get some much-deserved rest. But back to Scott Wedgwood. What, what a great game. Some huge saves, especially down the stretch in the third period. Some timely stops on the Kings' power play opportunities. I think if the Stars give up a few power play goals, that lets the Kings slowly start to get back into the game. But they really couldn't get anything going offensively. And some of the credit goes to the defensive structure from the Stars. And I think a big part of it needs to go to Scott Wedgwood as well, making some huge stops in the crease for the gang in victory green and scott wedgwood is just in a tough spot this season really every backup goalie is always just kind of in a tough spot but especially scott wedgwood where he's backing up one of the brightest players in the position in the entire nhl but he's handling the situation with class and professionalism uh, and giving it his all every time he's out there on the ice i really still don't think that that game against the flames last saturday was entirely his fault and I think some of the play from the team in front of him uh, was to blame for the six goals being scored. But Scott Wedgwood removed that game from his memory, it seemed, and he got back to doing what we what we know he can do and what we've seen him do time and time again in relief for Jake this season. Very, very happy for Scott and glad he was able to come out and get the win for himself and also for the team. And this game and even Wednesday night, I mean, this week, just a good reminder that this is an 82-game season, and there's bound to be high highs, and there's going to be some low lows throughout the stretch of the several months of regular season hockey. And if you're the Dallas Stars or any NHL team, all you can do is simply play the games in front of you. Play the game that is scheduled for you next. There's no need to ponder on the past and let the past drag you down or let it haunt you or let it affect how you play in the next game. And there's no need to look forward to the future. I think it would have been very easy for the stars to come into this game on Thursday and say to themselves, well, one more game on the road and then we're going to be at home. Not the end of the world. If we lose this game, Minnesota lost to Carolina tonight, Winnipeg lost to Toronto. If we lose, it's not the end of the world, but they, they don't do that. They don't look ahead and they don't look back at their you know, past mistakes or even when they do well sometimes. I mean, you, you win, and then you move on, and you focus on the next opponent. And I think the Stars overall have done an excellent job with that this season. And the Stars just continue the trend of stopping the bleeding, finding a way to bounce back from games that a lot of other teams and lesser teams would kind of be doomed by or maybe lose a few more games afterwards. I think a lot of teams... If they blow that 3-0 lead on the road to the San Jose Sharks and give up five unanswered goals, I think a lot of teams in this league don't come out and win the next game in a back-to-back, -back especially. I think a lot of teams in the league, after a result like that, would find themselves stringing together quite a few losses. But this Dallas Stars team just refuses to go away, and they refuse to die. And that's a huge reason for their success this season. And as time goes on, I think time will show that this team is meant to play down the stretch of the regular season as the playoff race really starts to heat up. 
I think they're going to be excellent in the playoffs as well because this is a battle-tested team, and it doesn't seem like very much can phase them. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk about another star from this game, both, you know, pun intended, Dallas star, but also a superstar in this game against the Los Angeles Kings, Tyler Sagan, looking like an older version of himself. And we'll talk about whether or not he should stay on the star's top line, even when Rope Hints comes back into the lineup. More on that right after this. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you've got to try Built Bars. We just got through the holidays, and I know it's my goal and many others as well to eat a little bit healthier. And if you're like me and you want to eat that healthy food but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars. Built Bars are healthy and actually tasty. They're so delicious that you won't think they're good for you, but they're actually the perfect New Year's resolution. What makes Built taste so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They are unbelievably healthy for you with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you're close to a Sam's Club or a Walmart, you can run in there and grab a 13-bar box, or you can always order some at Built.com. Get some of those delicious flavors like brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. For more information, be sure to check out Built.com. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you guys for the continued support this season and especially this week. Uh, had a pretty busy schedule with three games on the docket. We've got one coming up this weekend against the Arizona Coyotes and the Dallas Stars. It's going to be nice to see them back at home for the next eight games, but there's more good news in that we will hopefully be seeing the return of Rope Hints to the lineup sooner rather than later. Hints, of course, as we all know, took a hit in the game against the Florida Panthers a couple Sundays ago, and he's been out of the lineup with a, an upper body injury. It's been to described to the media as something that's not long-term, but you know he didn't travel with the team to Vegas or California, even though it was speculated he might join the team in the middle of the trip my guess again pure speculation is that they just decided to take precaution give him the extra rest and i'm hoping that we will see him return on saturday against the coyotes that has not been confirmed yet just my speculation and also my hope that we'll see number 24 back out there on the ice very very soon but in his place on the roster in the lineup right now is tyler sagan who deserves a, a lot of credit for filling in for Rope Hints, because that's not an easy thing to do. Rope Hints has been one of the best players on the Stars team this season, been one of the best forwards in the NHL throughout the 22-23 campaign. But Tyler Sagan has been playing on the top line at the center position with Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski for six games now. And in those six games, he's recorded five goals and three assists, eight points in total, including three in last night's game against the Los Angeles Kings. Two great goals. One of them, just a hard shot that sneaks its way past Phoenix Copley. And the second one, a vintage Tyler Sagan play where he, you know, kind of wiggles the wiggles free and gets the puck in some space in the slot, just fires it, it claps off the bar and goes straight down into the net. Just a classic Tyler Sagan goal. And then he gets the assist on Jason Robertson's 31st goal 
of the season, just making plays all over the ice. And I think Tyler Sagan has been at his best alongside Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski during this stretch of the season. And, and I don't know if this will happen, but the play of Tyler Sagan really makes you think that it, it's time to have a conversation about whether or not you keep Tyler Sagan in that spot, even when Rope Hints is fully healthy and he comes back because it's easier said than done. The Robertson hints Pavelski line has been not just the best for the Dallas Stars. It's been one of the best lines in the National Hockey League since its creation back when Rick Bonus uh, made the line back during the 2021 season when the Stars missed the playoffs. But it was still a, a deadly line then with Jason Robertson on his way to being a Calder Trophy finalist. And it wasn't even at its peak then last year. I mean, that, that line just absolutely rampage the NHL and it's doing the same this season it's easier said than done it's you know you don't necessarily want to break up one of the best offensive trios in the National Hockey League yet again the 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 biggest question mark on the Stars offense this season has been Sagan finding proper line mates and I think and I know other people have talked about this on social media as well I think what we've learned over these past few weeks with Rope Hints being out is that line mates truly do matter to how a player performs. And Tyler Sagan, and I think even guys like Jamie Benn this season, have been a perfect example of that. And Sagan seems to have found the perfect line mates in Jason Robertson and Joe Pavelski. We talk about how that top line plays so well because they feed off of each other and they play well off of each other. I think Joe Pavelski is one of the best playmakers on the team. Jason Robertson can shoot and score at will. And Tyler Sagan, I think, does a little bit of both of those things well. Of course, he's a little bit more of a shooter and a goal scorer, but obviously he can set up guys like Jason Robertson for their goals as well. And he's had the most success of his season on the top line. And then the question is, okay, what do you do with Rope Hints? And I think you could easily move Rope Hints down to the second line to play alongside guys like Mason Marchment and maybe even Dennis Gurionov. Or as the season progresses and the stars make moves at the trade deadline, you put a, a, a you know acquired forward alongside Rope Hints. Hopefully it's you know a skilled top six capable player that can just feed off of hints. But I think pretty much anyone on this roster would have their play and their offensive value skyrocket playing alongside a, a player as talented as Rope Hints. Again, I don't necessarily think this will happen. I think as soon as number 24 is healthy, that he goes straight back to playing alongside Robertson and Pavelski, and then the search will continue for Tyler Sagan for him to find the adequate teammates to play alongside night in and night out. But I do think it's an interesting topic of discussion and i'm curious to hear what you think if you're listening on podcast uh, on a podcasting platform audio only you can shoot me a tweet at dane double underscore lewis or at locked on stars leave a comment in the youtube comment section down below if you're watching on youtube curious to know what you think would you want to see tyler sagan stay on the top line when hence is healthy and would you want to see hence play a role on the second line at the center position or do you want hence to go back to his regular spot alongside jason robertson and Joe Pavelski. I think there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer at this point, but I mean, you just had to imagine at some point that the top line had to get maybe broken up, whether it's due to retirement for Joe Pavelski or, or you know, acquisitions of other players that you want to spread some of the offense out. And I think the stars could truly benefit from that, spreading out some of the offensive firepower throughout the lineup. I think it's something worth looking into. And I'm curious to see what the coaching staff does once Rope Hints is fully back in the lineup and they try to see what they can do with Tyler Sagan because this team desperately needs Tyler Sagan to be good. And he's been more than that 
during the stretch without Rope Hints, and maybe Hints comes back. He goes to his spot on the top line, and Sagan just carries his momentum and carries his confidence from the past few weeks with him, and whoever he plays alongside benefits from it, and we see Tyler Sagan continue to play at the same rate, scoring goals, racking up assists, and being the player that we know he can be. Well, we're going to squeeze in one more quick break. And when we come back, we'll look ahead to this weekend's matchup. The Arizona, Arizona Coyotes coming into town. And while it might not be the most interesting matchup as far as wins and losses, there's still a lot that we can pay attention to as far as potential trade acquisitions. We'll talk about that right after this. All right, we're closing out this Friday episode of Locked on Stars. The Dallas Stars win against the Los Angeles Kings on Thursday night. And now they're treated with an eight-game homestand. They deserve it. It's been a road-heavy schedule to start out the season, and especially here in the month of January. feels like the Stars have hardly been at home, but now we'll see them back at the AAC for a pretty good stretch here, ending the month of January and then even at the start of February after the conclusion of the All-Star Weekend and All-Star Festivities. Very, very exciting stuff. Got some good teams coming into the AAC over the next stretch of games, but not the first team that's coming to town. The Arizona Coyotes will come stumbling into the AAC on Saturday night. They've played 10 games in 2023, the Coyotes have. And of those 10 games, they've won exactly one of them. And that was just the other night, a 4-3 shootout win over the Detroit Red Wings. This is a team who finds themselves very much in the thick of the race for Connor Bedard and the number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. So you look at this game on paper and you say, you know, it's exciting that the stars are coming back for a long homestand. I'm sure with it being a Saturday night, it'll be a nice big Dallas stars crowd, but it's not necessarily the most intriguing game or the most tantalizing game that you're just licking your chops to watch. Unless you just like the idea of the stars potentially winning in blowout fashion at home which we haven't seen a ton of this season, but I, I think there's a lot more to look forward to in this game. The interesting thing about games like this at this point in the season is that it gives you a chance to see some of the potential players that could get traded around the NHL. And in the Stars case, I think they're going to be looking to buy at the deadline and they could be looking to buy from teams like the Arizona Coyotes. And they seem to have a lot of players that they could offer. And the Stars know this good and well as one of their trade acquisitions on the team is still on the team now. Scott Wedgwood played in Arizona last season with the Coyotes. And then at the deadline, he gets sent to the Dallas Stars and he's still with the team. Seemed like a pretty beneficial trade that last season and carrying even into this season as well with the Arizona Coyotes while the stars probably aren't going to be looking for a goalie they still have some pretty decent options on their rosters that the stars could consider at this year's trade deadline including guys like Nick Ritchie a 27 year old forward who's going to be a UFA this summer and he only has a 2.5 million dollar cap hit which I know the stars don't have that much cap space right now but depending on who they trade or what other moves they potentially make I think they could very much make that cap hit work. Nick Ritchie has eight goals and 10 assists through 42 games this season. And I think with the Arizona Coyotes and their players, you don't want to get too discouraged by some of the lack of numbers across the roster because it's the Arizona Coyotes and they're not necessarily an offensive juggernaut. But I think any of these players, as well as several others on different teams across the league, could always benefit from a change of scenery. So Nick Ritchie, 27 years old, 
18 points in 42 games this season. A guy who's played some top six minutes in Arizona. Definitely a guy to keep an eye on in this game. They also have Nick Bukestad, 30 years old. He'll be a UFA this summer as well, but his cap hit, much more interesting. Only $900,000 this season, and he has 20 points in 45 games this season, 11 goals and 9 assists. So there's a few depth forwards, guys that can play somewhere either on the second line or maybe on the third line for the Dallas Stars potentially. And there's you know some forwards, I think, that are younger that are – Ending their ELCs this season, guys that the Coyotes maybe will want to hold on to just because they do have so much youth, and I think they want to try to build that youth up for the future, but you also really never know. And then even on the defensive end, there are some guys that will be interesting to watch, although I don't necessarily think they'll be making their way to Dallas at the deadline. Guys in Shane Gostisbehar and Jacob Chikrin, two defensemen who are playing pretty well this season. It feels like Jacob Chikrin has been in trade talks even at this point last season and all throughout the summer, all throughout the start of this season. And even right now, he's a pretty hot topic as far as trade discussions, although I know he has a few years left on his deal where Shane Gostaspear, a veteran defenseman, will be a, a free agent at the conclusion of this season. But I don't think either of those guys will be making their way to Dallas because both of them have cap hits over $4 million. And that would be pretty difficult for the Stars to work with without giving up too much in return, and I also just can't imagine that the, that the Coyotes would be looking to add any veteran pieces right now. They'd be looking to either add draft picks or prospects, and I just don't really like the idea of getting a Gossip Spare or Chickman in return for a guy like Logan Stankoven or even some of the picks from the more recent drafts, whether that's Maverick Bork or even guys from this year's draft, Leon Bichelle, uh, Christian Cairo, so on and so forth. I don't necessarily want to sell the farm for you know these defensemen and Chikrin and Gostaspear who are fine, they're good, solid players, but I don't know if they're going to be as beneficial for the Dallas Stars long-term as some of these other younger prospects and or draft picks might be. But those are just some of the names to keep an eye on. You can check out the cap-friendly page or just the website in general for the Arizona Coyotes. Take a look at their roster, see what the contract situations look like, and I encourage you to do that with any team uh, that comes in or that the Stars play where... The team, might, the team that they're going up against might not be so good. A team that might be sellers at the deadline. I think it makes the matchups a little bit more interesting whenever you're actually watching the game unfold because you could potentially be watching a future Dallas Star. I know that happened with me and Scott Wedgwood last season. Wedgwood had a game where he shut down the Dallas Stars and gave the Arizona Coyotes a win. And I remember being frustrated thinking, who does this Scott Wedgwood guy think he is? And then he ended up being on the team and delivered some huge performances for them down the stretch and has done so again this season. So you never know when you are witnessing a future Dallas star at work. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be back here on Monday, breaking down Saturday night's game over the Arizona Coyotes and getting you prepared for Monday night's game. The stars welcoming the Buffalo Sabres into town should be an interesting matchup between Jason Robertson and Tage Thompson, two of the best offensive weapons in the NHL right now. But I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. <laughs>